Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. In today's emotional bar rescue, bar owner Doreen does her best to honor the legacy of her late father. But can she do it? We answer that question today here on the Bar Rescue After Show. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz that's right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bar Rescue After Show here on After Buzz TV. This is your weekly recap of Bar Rescue, our favorite show on Paramount Network, a close second to Yellowstone. Which I hear we, good things about Yellowstone. Very good things. It's Taylor Sheridan, who is a twice Oscar-nominated writer now, making his way to TV. It's the golden age of TV, Kevin. It is the golden age of TV. That's why we're here. That's why we're here, guys. As I mentioned, this is the Bar Rescue After Show. My name is Jeff Graham, and that voice you're hearing is my co-conspirator and captain, Kevin Undergaro. And uh, I will tell you, Bar Rescue is so good yes. that it survives on Paramount. You're right. Because when they rebranded from Spike TV to Paramount, the idea was, we want to be HBO. Right. We've got a library of, of content, and we want to make new content, and I think seeing the writing on the walls everything's collapsing mm-hmm. they know that as paramount as a studio is you know now that there's different laws in place or the laws have gotten a lot looser now where everyone's kind of doing everything you know back in the day there was they were pretty strict about splitting trusts up mm. did you know that i mean movie theaters couldn't be owned by studios and uh agents like wme or or whatever william morris couldn't also produce stuff now they are oh, right even though it's not legal but no one I, from my understanding no one's really watching anything now anymore right like as far as watching um the laws but anyway so now paramount if, if they're free to now have a platform to they produce the stuff put it right on their own platform it's really smart and as this all continues to collapse you'll be able to go to a paramount app and get all your best stuff Movies. but they want to be hbo they want in and somewhere between hbo and netflix and the fact that Bar Rescue, which is unscripted, survives and does so well and continues to grow, uh, it's, it says a lot about Bar Rescue and John Taffer. I was going to say, it speaks to Taffer's genius. Um, and it's interesting, HBO, some of the only unscripted content they have is that Hard Knocks NFL docuseries. And I right. feel like Paramount's sort of doing the same thing where they're leaning in. If they're going to go unscripted, they're leaning into their bread and butter unscripted. Yeah. And there's a reason. It's because Bar is great. And this week, as I mentioned, we are at the Buffalo City Bar and Grill in Florida. A relocated bar from Buffalo is an attempt to instill the culture of upstate New York in Florida, and uh, emotional episode. Kev, I'm interested to hear what you thought overall of this episode of Bar Rescue. Um, I liked it because, you know, they continue to always kind of throw us curves. We've mm-hmm. never seen this before. No. Um, where a bar broker comes in to sell the bar. Yeah. And I love it. Me too. I love it because, I love as the show has evolved, I see John changing names less and less because he knows the owners are just going to change it back. Mm-hmm. So he's like, why bother? I, I swear in some instances he's keeping it. And then the other thing is what I get frustrated is when we get these owners who kind of con John to come in and renovate the place. And then they're like, thanks, bitch. And they flip the bar. Mm-hmm. And I think that I love that it was John preemptively being like, you can't handle it clearly. Like, this is way beyond you. Let's... Uh, Let's sell this. Right. And let's make it nice so you can sell it for a pretty penny. It speaks a lot to how 
big and big of a heart John has because you know you could argue it made for a great episode it was a, I think a savvy producing move but you can argue why a decision like that could potentially throw into question the veracity of the show but on the other hand I think John actually championing the bar owner and offering this as an option shows that there is a level of realism to what he's doing I, I can I let me be let me be cynical right now yeah is I would not be surprised if the producers did not know that she wanted out and she was trying to sell a bar. Mm. And uh, and to know it was... Anyway, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I'll ask when I talk to... When we have John on the show, we'll ask, yeah. let's ask him. But I, have a, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't know going in that um, if this lady was just fed up after two years. Right. I mean, we've seen a lot of different owners... In terms of just being inept, this may be the most inept yeah. owner. Incapable. One of the most, yes. Right. We've seen crazy. We've seen, I mean, this was somebody that was uh, very emotional, hysterical. Right. It, it, it just, uh, practically speaking, didn't even know how to do the register, didn't know how right. to make drinks. I mean, nothing. I mean, I, you know, so you can see with this thing. This was just going to put her in a grave. Right. She wasn't prepared logistically, obviously. She didn't know how to run a bar, but it was also very clear that she was not prepared emotionally to run a business, you know? It was... And I can relate to this, right? There's real trauma that comes with grieving, and she had just lost her father, but John knew that and thought, there's only so much pushing I can do. At a certain point, oh, I have to deal with... from the beginning, yeah, he yeah. knew. Again, he just... I love how he pivots. I know. Like, he didn't go in. He only... He waited... Until the, uh, I think it was the the recon where he mm-hmm. finally, he laid into her a little bit. Said, you got to take some responsibility for this. It was nice because he didn't, he didn't chop off any heads. No. It was, it was a very interesting episode in that way. He was way. tough on people, but he didn't chop off any heads. I feel like, yeah, because you know what? The owner, they always say that, I hear it even in show business, that if people are happy on a movie set or happy on a TV show, it was the person who ran it. Mm-hmm. And if, if. I think it's the same with businesses, too. And I think that guy was very much like a papa bear. Mm-hmm. I think he was very lovable. His little band of misfits. Probably he was the smart one who could fill in all the gaps for their like inadequacies. Mm-hmm. And they probably functioned in a pretty nice little way. And then when they lost him, obviously, that was it. They lost their captain and... You know, it went down from there. But I, I, I love, I love the episode. I love the curve. I love that we did this differently. And I, and from what I hear, um, as they hopefully go on to produce new ones, they want to continue to push the envelope and change, keep changing things up. I love it, which I think is great. I think it's great. We will be getting into the full coverage of the episode, guys. But I also want to let you know that we also do have our Taffer takeaway, which is the lesson that John teaches us in this episode. And as always, we will bring you news and gossip, which we call our bar rescue updates. And we do have some interesting updates about this bar. So all of that's coming up on the show. So make sure you stay tuned. Kev, one of the first things we see is your buddies helping us out on Recon. If you guys follow Kevin Undergar on The Tomorrow Show or even stay tuned on our networks, we have had Jim Roberts... (laughs) Jim Norton and Sam Roberts yes. here in our studio in various characters and capacities. Yes. But um, fun to see those guys. Well, they're very, they're very, very dear friends, as John yeah. Taffer is. So I always try to bring my friends together because like, like attracts like. And so when John's gone and done their show, they all hit it off immediately. And John was like, yeah, just come down and do it. So they were excited. Um, I called Sam on the way here. 
and uh, and I wasn't able to get through to him because I wanted to get more behind the scenes on right. what went on. I know he was so excited because he did he hosted SummerSlam last night, the pre-show for WWE, and he was like, "Wow, what a weekend!" To do SummerSlam and then also to be on Bar Rescue, he was pretty excited. So much fun, and they did a nice job. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, I think John never wants to put people out, but when we, when Marie and I do them, have done the, re- we're always like, no, 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 we're all in. Mm-hmm. So meaning, like, we'll stay until, you know, we, completion. We don't just do the the open and then dart out. Right, stick around. We stick around and see the. The 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 um the recon. Well, it's funny. The you know, renovation. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's oh, do you say for the whole? Yeah, I love. You know what? Part of it is, Kevin. You're a nerd for production. You love this business. You love it. Yeah. And you know, I when I first moved out here before I got this job that I love, I did background acting on. You learn a lot that way. I, I did I too. I learned how a set runs. That's and right. You know, it's obviously you've been working in the business for a long time, but I think any chance you get to embrace the opportunity to see a production close up, it's really valuable. Yeah. So yeah, I so understand is. that. And, and, but also I love the renovations too. And I just, I like, I like being around uh, someone like John. Mm-hmm. I learn so much. Yeah. Uh, even when I go and visit Sam and do, you know, do Jim and Sam, sometimes I go and I'm on air and then other times I just want to sit in the booth. Yep. Absolutely. And, and put on the headphones and I answer phone phone calls for them and I you know, like I'll bring other young talent that wants to see and um yeah. Well, it was great. And, of course, also joining Jim and Sam, we have Vic Vegas. And Vic Vegas. Great to see Vic Vegas back. And we also have Alex Goody, who we've seen before, but not yeah. a ton. Yeah, he's good. He's good. I like the hair, and he's he's pretty confident. He's assertive. For sure. He's good. And Vic Vegas, Vic Vegas is an all-star in the kitchen. Vic Vega, we have to come up with our Vic Vega, Tiffany... Uh, who's the other chef that... Oh, uh, Kevin Bledsoe. Yeah, God he's amazing. That's, that could be the big three. Is that the big three? Could be. I also like... Um, Nick, Nick too. And uh, I can't... This is uh, Ryan. Ryan with the cool hair. I can't remember his name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Top he's Chef too. Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. A lot yeah, of great. I mean, the nice thing is John's such a savvy producer that anyone and anyone, anyone and everyone he brings through, both the kitchen and the bar, is going to do a great job. I thought Alex Goody looked a bit like a property brother. I don't know if you got that. Uh, listen, don't get me started. I I think half the people, experts John brings in, this is the whole of the show with them. Right. I think so, too. I so think so. You know, I have some ideas, but I, I always keep, John's just so busy and overwhelmed. Yeah. I'm like, John, corral these guys, get them under contract, do something else. This is a good bit. idea. Because they're all, they're all so TV friendly. Yeah. I'm surprised there hasn't been like a restaurant rescue show just with all these, I don't know if that's the angle. Well, there's but Restaurant Impossible. There's other shows. There are. It's competitive. John did a, John did a pilot for one that ABC almost bought. And it was about, it was supposed to be, I think it was a celebrity, it was celebrities who want to open restaurants. Oh, that's fun. And he did a pilot, and it was really good. Um, and it just didn't go through. It's competitive. It's a competitive space, but John is the best, so we will see. All right, um, so after this, the thing I appreciated was once we go through the recon, I, I mentioned it briefly, but of course, Doreen's doing her best to honor her late father in this uh, in by taking over this bar, she was vowed all of the responsibilities and ownership of the bar. And what I appreciated was right when John walked in, she was already emotionally broken. Yes. There wasn't any space. Sometimes you have the no. bar owners, hey, John, good to see you. They try to put on a and front. Then, and then sometimes you get the ones that go to the tears because they know it's, a, it's an act of manipulation. Right. I've seen a lot of the women do that, mm-hmm. you know, a few of them anyway. And then with her... It was genuine. She's a very emotional lady. She's a, yeah, she's a broken lady. I'm sure the dad was probably the 
the navigator in her life. He was right. he was the rudder. He was the rock. Well, and they lost him in a tough way. It's not like it was a long term. Oh, that's sickness. the worst. That is the worst. Surprise. And then the surgery. husband, multiple strokes. Yeah. So she really was like. She's uh, been dealt a tough hand. Yes, and just not equipped. Yeah. She just wasn't that person. I and, feel like needed, someone like that needed a, needs a simple life. Yes. And, and a bar is so complex and oh, yeah. so many layers. Well, John did a really good job of approaching her sensitively. You know, I think he knew he this knew. isn't someone to to scream at and instead he tried to pump her up and said you know I, I understand you're in a tough place but what would your father want that's the way so i thought right and then i thought what she turned into it reminded me of a, being a little kid and i think i got my older brothers were like you that you know that you let that kid pick on you and what it and i just like then turned around and marched down with both my fists clenched and yep. just beat the crap out of the poor kid it just went too far yeah 180 right and i feel like hers was like it was almost like john was like probably like no 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 so, so, wait, wait, yeah, settle down you all suck i know yeah. what the f did you think well, you, it was funny you stole my money all of you did yeah. it's just I, and yeah it just went too far watching them Didn't in the car like well john was a little bit like oh what have i created yeah right I'm dr frankenstein this yes. girl a little yeah. bit yeah. uh the moment i loved was it wasn't her staff that got angry it was one of the customers yeah who was awesome with the fingers? Who and, yeah. came to defense of the staff? Yeah, because she was calling out her staff, and then they got yeah, into because a why wouldn't she defend the staff? Because she probably gets all the free drinks. Absolutely. Oh my God! Just some bar hag. You, you know, know just, what I will say too? Why is, couldn't it be the old West, Jeff? Where we could have like the <laughs> swinging doors? No, yeah. and out would her body would just fly out, <laughs> um, fly out of the swinging doors, then throw her like her cowboy hat out. <laughs> Go. I will say though, the one. But you really going to defend the, the the bar patron now, the bar rag? I'm going to give it a shot. Giving thing, give, flipping off. It's the a hot owner. take. It's, this is, this is what right. the after show is for. I I'm not going to necessarily defend her, but I understand her point of there is an element of if you're a manager. It's, you know, part of it's being responsible for your staff. And she wasn't equipped to be able to she do that. She wasn't, but at the same time, giving away free drinks, you just, that's basic. That's, yeah. do you know what I mean? I, you're giving away free drinks, which they clearly were, right. and they were massively overpouring. But to me, it wasn't because they were inept bartenders. They were, they were, they were gaming the system. Yes. And I think that's why the girl was, you know, sticking up for her, her bros or her, right. her gals, because they're, they're feeding that swine. Well, I will say that woman. Did you catch it that she was at the renovation? Yeah, she then she was there. Yeah, of course, I loved that moment. Yeah, of course, seeing her there again. That's just a regular. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's like, and, I'm coming back. More just, TV. And time. by the way, and just another drunk. Oh yeah, just a typical drunk. I, I just mean, loved. I was like, she's uh, back. She made it. That's why, like, Cheers always romanced like everyone sitting at a bar. Like, it usually is not the highest quality of people. It's like, true. People who go to the bar for a couple of drinks and some food, different. But right. the people that actually just are there every night with the sour puss on their face, right. taking the alcohol like it's medicine. Yeah, the correlation of a regular bar goer and a very successful person is probably a pretty thin Venn diagram, right? Pretty thin. But I'm sure they're out there. If, if you're one of them, comment yeah, down below. Yeah, please. I, yeah, say I'm a yeah, I'm a multimillionaire, and I go to a bar <laughs> every and, night. Every night. <laughs> um, okay, so we got to meet this cast of characters. Of course, we had Angel and Jimmy, but the primary focus was on this eccentric kitchen staff. My favorite is we're meeting everyone, and when we get to Bob, John goes, "What's your name?" And he goes. They call they me Bob. They call me Bob. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Does it make you wonder what his name is? Uh, yes. And then he probably, and the poor guy probably lacked identity. I know. And uh, and I think really he was your classic misfit that, that, that 
Bill, the the dad, whatever the dad's name was, the late father. Uh, that's owner, Frank. Frank probably really took care of him. Yeah, I know. And we he see re- that. Oh, it was so painful. The one episode where the guy, very similar to They Call Me Bob, was living out in the trailer next yeah, to same the... same thing. Same kind of vibe. Yeah. I just, I did have to wonder, they call you Bob. What's your name, Bob? Yeah, right. But um, Bob did not take Taffer's... Uh, Approach to healing very positively. No. Did you think Bob was justified in his exit? Bob was trying to defend the Reuben that he gave to Sam. I mean... The sandwich didn't suck. No, Bob, it did (laughs) suck. It didn't suck. I mean, you know what's hard? It's hard when you're a middle-aged man. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's hard to be talked to like you're a second grader, but right. you'd behave like a second grader, so you kind of merit it. But then also, I think that he really loved the place and he loved the bar, and in his mind, that was his best. Yeah, that's that can hurt Mo- your pride. You know what I mean? Most people don't realize that they have far... People have way more in them. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at this place, Jeff. It's true. You know, people who work here. And I'm like, I'm pushing you because I know you have better. Now, you may not want to give better. You may not see yourself as better, but I argue with my wife all the time. I'm like, no, you think that I misread someone's talent? No, you're wrong. I mm-hmm. see their talent. I see their ability. They don't see it in themselves. Right. Or they don't want to do it. They don't want to put the work in to have the talent meet the expectation. But um, most people don't push their bodies beyond. They don't push their minds beyond you know, uh, what's and, comfortable. Right. And so he, in his brain, his perspective was it was a good sandwich and I love this place and I come in and I try hard. Right. And he's not lying. We've mm-hmm. seen other people lying. Yes. Who are not. You are not, you know, and I used to have the, in the Carney business when I had, you know, the kids work for me. I'd be like, don't tell me you're trying. Now you're lying to me. Right. Because you're not trying, you know, when you're doing X, Y, and Z. But I think this guy was trying, so that's why it's like... And, and by the way, you start with Jimmy, the bartender, too. Mm-hmm. He's like, wait, I am trying. I am, like, good. All right, I'll F this. I don't need this. Right. So that's... So I do understand why. But does that mean John was wrong? No. No, he wasn't. And no. in both of these cases, he, again, classic Taffer, needed to break these guys a little bit before he could build them up again. Yeah. And he read... The, he took their temperature perfectly, you know? Did you see the way she ran out? It was so sad. Like, you could see, because... She I called him like, Bobby, which right. was sweet. And I think Bobby, it's like I look at Frank was this sounded like he seemed like a great guy. Yeah, but he seemed he was the big Papa Bear, right? And these were his kids, mm-hmm. and that was like the older sister going out to the you know the troubled little brother. Yeah, and be like Bobby, we can do it. And oh, it was so sweet. I got so emotional, and like, and he knew like you know, he's right. I am burnt out, and I'm at. And think about it, you're at that age, and you say to yourself, I can't. I know. I should be doing better, but I don't think I can at this age. It's over for me. I always go to, like, the uh, the best Scrooge ever made, Christmas mm. Carol, 1951, Alistair Sim. I haven't seen that one. And that's the only one you need to see. Great. All right, so please put that on your Especially list. Especially before tomorrow. Before tomorrow. Big, we're doing a big, uh, yes, Christmas Tease podcast. Tease to come, guys. Little, but little, if you're a fan of Christmas, we're going to be launching a podcast series. Yes. Jeff and I were very excited about Very. Um, but he says in it, uh, the, the Alistair Sim who plays Scrooge, he it's as he's starting to be broken down by the spirits. He says, "I'm." He finally you know, goes from this mean, mean guy to finally like, "Listen, I'm too old. Go find someone younger who can do this because I, I can't." Wow. And um, 
And that resonates, you know, especially, you know, over 40, over 50. That guy was probably 60 plus. Mm-hmm. So it really resonates, you know. Like His I, peers are retiring. Yeah. And you go, you know, and I'm, yeah. And so I really felt this pain. I did. And this one thing I have to credit Bar Rescue with is it is a show, no matter how you feel about the show. Of course, we love it. And if you're listening, you love it too. But it features a pocket of American culture that very few sh- television shows feature. N- you know, it's a really realistic look at, I think, the America that probably led to the reason we have the president we do. You know, it's a very yeah. specific, underseen corner of our country and yeah. culture mm-hmm. that this show really earnestly champions. Yeah. And it's it can be very moving in that way because you don't see it on TV a lot. No, and I think what I also love is John has this ability that he he knows before any of us if this is a soul worth saving. Mm, you're right. So you know what I mean? So that's why, like, if Jimmy wasn't worth saving, he would have said, go, get out of here. Mm-hmm. But notice how he... Jimmy, is that really what you want to do? And maybe, you know, do you see how he, he bent Jimmy, but he didn't break him? He, yeah. And he, he pulled him back. Yep. But when John knows it's a shipbird, he's like, hasta la vista, get the F out. You know, he, he, so John always knows in the back of his head. And I don't think he's wrong. No. I don't, not that I've seen. Mm-mm. But he, he, so he always knows the ones that are redeemable or not. Yeah. You know? And I think he probably told Vic, you know, when Bob comes back and take it easy on him. Because yeah. Vic's like, I know, I know John can be tough, but that was a sweet moment. And also, too. Vic, yes. And now, Vic, let's talk Vic. Vic, uh, I will tell you just from a, Vic looks like an Italiano, like a Paisan. Yes. And I will tell you from our culture, we're very hot headed and then very soft mm. and very, very sensitive, very just minded. And we don't, normally like picking on people you know and then by the way if we think we have it's an act of revenge i'll forget it then we'll go all we'll eviscerate somebody there's a line yeah and then believe me i don't subscribe to any of it anymore but i'm just saying so vic has a seems to me and i I, we've gone back and forth we've dm'd a few times Mm -hmm. he he seems like another softy i'm sure he is and i bet you he was he felt for him too you know like how could you not absolutely and the, the the guy loved the bar he loved the owner you know well, I love this dream team. We had uh, Graham was his partner, and I love that the show designated one glove Graham and no glove Bob. Yeah, I, I love the two, yeah. the two of them working together. But, you know, they came around with some of these food suggestions. Uh, after our heart-to-heart and pre-stress test, we have the, uh, the blue Mai Tai, which I thought looked pretty good, and um, a new burger, which I thought looked pretty good. I'm not jumping ahead, am I? Chicken Tenders was second. No, you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah, yeah, and I think this was a good idea to stock the kitchen and prep them in this way. And once again, keep it simple. Right. They said just keep it simple, you know, which I, you know, I love that. I'm the big fan of keep it simple for these guys. One thing this episode didn't really do is lean into how disgusting this bar was. It was pretty bad, wasn't it? we saw sort of teases of it, but they never, I think because there was so much emotional material to mine from a producing perspective, but we saw insects being teased, but never really fully developed. I, I... Okay, here's what I think. Mm-hmm. I think that Frank dies, and I think she gets the bar, and I think she probably goes in every couple, maybe at the most two days a week, right? And get takes the money. I think it's one of those deals, and um, and you know, and and literally, it's almost like everything stopped when Frank died. Sure everything, did. everything being cleaned, everything being repaired, everything stopped. Um, it's funny. There's a Greek guy, Jimmy, uh, there's a place, D&G Pizza, and it's a bar back in uh, Connecticut where we have another house. And it's 
it would be like if I think of him as he reminds me of this guy, Frank. Everyone loves working for this guy. And this guy takes such pride in the food yeah. and the alcohol. And he is just a machine. Like, he'll sit and talk to us for two minutes. And he's back up. And, and he just, he'll say to me, can, this place can never run without me. Mm. I'm like, I can see that. And it would be the same thing if, if his kids had to now just step up and take over. It would be the slow demise. Passion can drive any business. It's a long story that I'll tell you later, but I come from a long line of undertakers. And um, unfortunately... Jeff, amazing. The stuff a, we learn every week. There's a Civil War component, you. and I, there's an uncle in my family who was a Union soldier who was shot, and they were going to amputate his legs, so he stole a horse and went AWOL so he could keep fighting. But as a punishment, he had to undertake the bodies that were left after Civil War battles. And he, he like grew that punishment into a business because he was passionate about honoring the dead so that's the charles a miller funeral home in cincinnati it's such a cool story I'm like my jaw is open it's the what the he's F like are you talking about jeff and why and this is amazing it's but tell coolest. me how this relates to well, what... how it relates is you know that that line of family was very passionate about this business but when we lost my great grandpa miller he was sort of the last line of really passionate undertakers in our family oh, we had to no. turn the business over they say they say every third generation is when a business fails yeah so it's the, it's just the point i'm making is if you lose the heart and the passion behind the, what's driving the business you also lose the business business is people at the end of the day yeah. and people drive business that's right and that was what happened here with frank you're so right well look what happened at after buzz yeah when maria got maria got a tumor and and, and my mother-in-law got a tumor, and you know I was out of here. Yeah, for a long period of time. Look what happened. Yeah, and then I come back. It's and, the spirit. You know, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So so true. Um, this stress test I thought was good, but I kind of like when they have a a um, measurable component to the way these stress tests are going. I wish there would have been something, but it was still an interesting. This stress test primarily was a focus on how unfortunately incompetent. Doreen was. Yeah. She didn't have the skills. Well, well, again, now he'd gotten her comfortable. Right. So he could start calling her out. Yes, which he did. And and listen, if this were true, it, true to the fact that John comes to the idea of let's sell it, uh, which I don't believe. I feel like it was probably for sale when they went into it, but maybe I'm wrong. But if John really came to that conclusion, it was nice. Like, they all, like a psych, good psychologist, for example, won't tell you what you're doing wrong. Um, they kind of lead you to mm. the water, so you have the realization in that aha moment. So, in this case, John could have put her been nice and, the, and got her to see, like, wait a second, you you can see why you really can't handle us, right? Okay, let's sell. Let me bring in a broker and sell it. Yeah. So, I mean, that may have been the purpose. Absolutely. And the one thing I didn't understand in this initial iteration of the bar was all the food was stacking up at to be run no one was taking it but it was served in takeout boxes did you notice that mm. all of well and that was the same with sam and jim's food as it came out in white takeout boxes to me that's an example of even if it's plastic trays take a little bit of pride in the food you're serving you know you know i wonder listen i think if that there might be a legal reason that Maybe. we don't know about because because i think uh, john would have called them up. Well, when renovated, they served the food differently, which oh, I did? noticed. Okay. So they did upgrade. I just... Okay. That's the kind of thing Yeah, where so probably they didn't have... So, okay, so they probably didn't have plates. I'm surprised John didn't point it out, though, to the audience. Yeah, I mean, that was yeah, something I, I caught it. and I, I thought it. was such an interesting way to show how they've grown, but in terms of this stress test otherwise, 
the the onus really fell on Doreen, and you know the show didn't yeah. focus on too much incompetence elsewhere. Yeah, because it was clear. Yeah, Vic even gave the uh, one glove Graham and no glove Bob credit for the work they were doing back yeah. in the kitchen. Oh, so yeah. good for those guys. Um, and this, of course, leads to a very interesting moment that we've teased in this episode, which is the very first time, which John acknowledges, that he has endorsed the idea of giving Doreen an out and saying, you know, we're, we're here to help you. Right. This isn't just Bar Rescue. This is People Rescue. And I think, you know, it might be in your best interest for us to bring in a broker. And to John's credit, he didn't say, you need to sell, but let's explore the option. Yeah. And it's an emergency rescue. That's right. He had said this is a special. Yes. And they left another bar to do it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just a little side story, which relates to bar rescue. Supposedly, John doesn't have control over where they go. I mean, his producers will say, we're going to this place and we're bringing these. You know, John's one guy. He can't be, you know, he can't be doing all this work on the show. He he does work. When he, he lands, he figures out the bar thing and whatever. So... There was, I know some guy started tweeting at me, being like, F John Taffer, F that show. They were supposed to come to my bar, and then at the last minute they pulled the plug. Um, and the guy was violent. And it was it was because it was a certain state or city that bar rescue wasn't working, because typically they'll go to a city or an area, and they'll do a bunch of bars in that same area, just because for practical production reasons and expenses. And for whatever reason, it was like, okay, this is impossible. We have to go to another state. So this one guy, the bar owner, took it so personally. You know, my bar needed to be rescued, and then and you guys said you were gonna, and now you didn't. And um, so I was thinking about the other bar that got the plug pulled on them. Yeah, kind of a bummer, right? Imagine, it's tough. like, yeah. I mean, if they did, I mean, maybe it was like he left that bar and he goes back to it. I don't know. Who but knows? That, but thinking about that, like, that drastically affects someone's, someone else's future. Just saying. Yeah, and it's tough because from his perspective, he doesn't understand that at the end no, of the day, this no. is a production. And, and what I wanted to say to that guy, I want to say to him, which I didn't respond to, but I wanted to say, okay, so, and he was so calling John an asshole, calling me an asshole, calling Bar Rescue a shit show, that's doing what for you? Right. That's going to get us to turn around and go, okay, let's go fix your bar. Because he was trying to get the show to go back there and fix his bar. So call him an asshole. Yeah, that's what I mean. Typical, like, by the way, and I'm saying to myself, okay, on the one hand, you're a friggin' moron. But on the other hand, you're a friggin' moron, <laughs> which means you'd be great. I would love you. <laughs> it's so true. I'd probably love to see you get your bar rescued. Maybe he's selling, trying to sell himself. L- no, 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 no. He was what he was. Just yeah. your typical, like, you know, whatever. Well, I uh, I appreciated that John made this move. And it speaks to the authenticity of the show. And yeah. it speaks to... It's a good curve, too. It's something different. Keeps the show fresh. Yeah. Um, and this ultimately leads to a renovation. Right. Um, Very big room, big area. Um, I love that he kept the sign. Yes. It's a neon sign. You know, neon signs are hard yeah. to create. And I'm like, oh, my God, are they going to take that down and give us what you call it? You know what a box sign is, John, uh, Jeff? You mean when it's one unit? It's just a light box. It's yeah. basically... We have one, one yeah. the After Buzz. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a light, but even with ours, I put a neon around it. Right. You know, it's the yellow yep. accent. But, um, but yeah, the, the, so I'm like, oh, God, so I didn't take that down, which was great. And they just freshened, put, you know, w- the windows, you know, mm-hmm. which I think is great. It showed the... Big place. And you know what else was interesting? Do you see how they prepared for the, which we didn't get into, when they prepared for the, um, for recon, not recon, for the stress test. test, Do you see how many beer things they rolled out? 
I didn't. You mean the kegs and stuff? No, they rolled up. So there's these um, there's these big plastic coolers on wheels mm. that will hold one row of beer. And they had these all out and iced. It was almost like we're going Didn't to war. That. We know 200 people are going to show up. We're going to be ready. But no one meant, you know, I think they did like an overkill. And then John found all the other mistakes they're making. Just pointing that out. Yeah. But um, but this was a big bar. Yeah. So to quickly remind you guys, it actually had two bars, which I thought was yeah. a really interesting yeah. layout. Yeah. And uh, most of the seating sort of parted the Red Sea of the two bars. It was in the middle of the bar. And thematically, what I love is John kind of took those two sides where each bar was and created like a red versus blue dynamic Mm -hmm. where we had the loungy kind of upscale leathery side of the bar and sort of the cooler blue like nightclub feel side of the bar. It was, you know what? It was very anti-Taffer. In what way? There was a lot going on. And normally I felt like he'd walk into a bar like that and criticize him well that was but john's update was, uh, yes and yeah. i feel like he if he walked into that bar hmm. are you a nightclub or you're a bar <laughs> that's true are you a family restaurant it's a good point or a nightclub you know so but um but i liked it just like i liked donkey balls and whatever the other thing was oh, the green walls green walls and don- i i like when we do stuff that's different why not well, we haven't had sort of a, a gimmick in a while, and I mean that affectionately. Yeah, no, and 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 and, and I, I I think I you know I send John texts and things about the show, and I like I love it. But yeah, I I'm so big on the renovations, and I love when we bring in the gimmicks. Yeah, I so think I so love, too. I love the gimmicks because to me, anyone can paint a wall and put up some brick and put in a new. But when you you know do those extra little things, features. It's just cool. Definitely. And I love they have this uh, running line with uh, scorekeeping circles that you can like swing across from your side of the bar if yeah, they're drinking games. That was and... cool. Yeah. I, I liked it. So, so I I love that he did it. I'm just saying that he made all those different features. It's, but yeah. I'm just saying, if he walked into that bar and renovated it, he'd be the first one criticizing them. It's true. That's a good so, point. But I do. I loved it. I thought it was great. Um you know, and obviously it's a success. Obviously it's a success, and uh, and we and they they're making money and they sell it. The end. So tell me, can we go to? Do we go to? What are, what are you going to do now? Taffer takeaways. Let's quickly do updates? our Taffer takeaways. I know you guys are on the edge of your seats for our bar rescue updates, but we're getting there. Ta- my Taffer takeaway would be meet people where they're at. That's always what John can do, oh, and yeah. I think he knew that You're this. Right. He had to meet this woman where she was at. Mm-hmm. He had to deal with what is, as Kevin says. Yeah, and she wasn't ready to have her head ripped off. It would it would have broken her. Yeah, she was, yeah. I think even in coaching, you know, I'm learning that too now. Yeah, it's like I'm not. I don't think anymore what is best for the person anymore. I'm thinking. I think more of what what can they handle. Mm-hmm. You know, even if like there's a way better course them, but they just can't do it right they just can't so what can we come up with within their limitations yeah so great lessons from john as every week and here we have to get into it guys you're either a moron or you don't care (laughs) what is it jeff i mean i is there a third option kevin (laughs) Um, all right let's get into our news j-lo after buzz tv news so this is our weekly bar rescue update section. I will say, Kev, not quite as much information as we sometimes get on, mm. on our reliable website, Bar Rescue Updates, but 
Things, I will say, a lot more negative reviews than positive reviews. Ooh. Let's start with the positives. Great service, clean place, and pretty good food. Seem to be a dis- decent crowd, lots of TVs and music, and also great food, drinks, and a great bar staff. Atmosphere definitely improved after they started not allowing smoking. That's good. Uh, I miss some of the old character of the bar, but I still love coming here. Ugh, they count the smoking. Thank God. I know. So. Ugh. We were visiting, this is negative, guys. Uh oh. We were visiting from North Carolina. My husband is from Buffalo, so we were excited to try this place. Okay. During our first visit in March, which is post renovation, all right. We were really looking forward to a great experience after following the bar rescue hype. The wings were good, service was horrible. Uh. We visited the same area again last week and decided to give it one more shot. Bad idea. We walked in the front door, past all of the smokers standing near the front door, and encountered vape smoke everywhere and drones flying throughout the establishment. Just... uh, Wow, okay. The place was super nice inside, but obviously not being used to its full potential. It's really disappointing after being, quote, rescued. For starters, this place was filthy, so it sounds like they haven't updated their cleaning regimen. The place itself could be really nice, but it's just too large and open with two bars, and the owner, Doreen, this says Darlene, but... Okay, yeah. Darlene was pleasant, but the filth was too much. The surfaces are slimy, it stinks like like smoke, and the bathrooms were gross. We were there for an event, so we rode out. Changes in the bar look nice, but it takes away from what the bar used to be. Oh, that's just a hater. New Next. staff, not so friendly. Yeah, don't, that's, a, that's a moron. That's someone just living in the past. Yeah, but I don't know. Okay, so what, So who owns the bar? It, that's what I haven't... It doesn't look like... So in terms of other news, what we have is Bar Rescue made Buffalo City Bar and Grill, BCBG, a non-smoking bar. Well, we didn't even mention that. I, I wonder if they were playing off CBGB. Um, Which is the famous oh. nightclub in the seven, you know, big in the sixties and seventies. It broke so, I mean, broke so many acts. Historic, now bought by John Vervados, and I think is his like just showroom. I'm sure they were BCBG, CBCG, CB CBGB. Yeah, I'm sure CB, they were. I, I'm sorry if I'm screwing it up, guys, but you know what I mean. I think it was anyway. So I, I wanted to mention that. Um, Buff- oh, here we go. Buffalo City Bar and Grill is under new management, according to this Facebook post, which says, If you have not heard the news, Buffalo City is under new management, with some new specials and new bartenders, lots of great things coming, and new and improved menu coming soon. Come check us out. BCBG said that the son, Frankie, is now running the bar, so still in the family, but passed on to presumably Doreen's sister. Frank, I guess that would be Frank no, the Frank, second. No, but sister brother, you mean. Yeah, sorry. So Doreen's brother, Frankie. So maybe sold to him? Yeah, or maybe not sold, but just re-allocated Reallocated to family. I don't know. It's That I'm, that makes sense. Yeah. So that makes sense. And like maybe, you know, I think maybe to pay off the whole sale of it, they wrote in the bar's been sold, but maybe it wasn't a cash exchange with the with the brother taking it. Yeah. Uh, we conclude with the reviews for BCBG since the makeover have been pretty negative overall of people complaining about the food service and that the Bar Rescue Makeover staff is no longer there. It's now under new management with Frankie run- Frankie the Third running the bar. Frankie is Doreen's brother, oh. and it seems like a welcome change by customers. So Okay. Yeah, maybe he came in with a new a agenda. New, a new, new team. Yeah. So we'll have to stay tuned. If you guys are... So, we know a lot of... Uh, 
a lot of you guys are watching our after show. Yeah, we so. keep we keep hearing from the owners. <laughs> if you are Doreen, Frankie, if you want to comment on our thoughts in this after show, we'd love to get an update on how things are yeah, going. Please and let us know. We know it's been a tough run for you guys the last couple of years, which we sympathize and empathize with. So we do wish you guys the best, yeah. and I would love to see you guys thrive. And then um, predictions for next week. Did you see? I caught a little bit. Guys. All right, I finally did. After Buzz TV predictions. Do you think it's a good idea to hold a cigarette above an open beer? Yes, I do too. You know Smoky what? Flavor. Every time we just go to the smokers' bars, <laughs> it's you just know. I'm yeah. telling you, there's something about a smokers' bar that just is conducive with filth and apathy and bitterness, and ju- just there's just something part and parcel. I think having a cigarette in your hand is sort of the equivalent of having a tattoo on your forehead that says, "I've given up." Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, even like we would, I just remember even making movies like everyone on Smoke Break. It was not the happy people. Right. It was just bitching, pissing, and moaning about like, you know, there's that episode of Friends, the famous one where where Jennifer Aniston's left out because she's not going on Smoke Break. And so she picks up smoking just so she can be in. And you know, the writers created that. Oh, yeah. Based on the fact that certain writers were going out to do Smoke Breaks with the executive producers. I've yeah, done right, that once with the show, right? but she's so new, and I think it was endearing to her, but I walked out, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'll buy a cigarette, and I was talking to her, and I'm going, <coughs> yeah. But, oh, yeah, yeah, I couldn't handle That's it. That's hilarious. Just adorably trying. I also think, I used to have a friend who used to do, yeah, I'm going on smoke break, and didn't smoke, right. but he was like, why do you guys get to leave <laughs> I'll like, take a break. for 10, 15 minutes every, like, every, like, half hour? I'll do seltzer water breaks, because I'm the uh, seltzer water monster here at the network. You are, and then, Jeff, it's fine, but you don't re- replenish it. And I'm starting to think it's a practical joke you play on me every Friday. When I'm getting I, like, better. I'm, yeah. I'm working on it, Kev. Um, but but anyway, I think it, so. Entertainment value wise, when we go to the smokers bars, oh yes, it just seems part and parcel. But then I'm always these are the bars that I the uh, young man in me is not um, excited. Because there's certain bars that John does, and I'm like, oh, my God, I want to go back to drinking so bad. I mean, I drink, but I don't drink. Party. I don't party like I used to. And some of these rescues, I'm like, oh, my God, get me on an Uber now. Get me to a bar. <laughs> I want to start drinking. I want music. I want lights. I want, like... And then when I see these smokers bars, I'm like, make me vomit. Right. I don't want to be anywhere near this. I don't. I, I mean, I don't miss coming home and sh- showering. And as soon as the water hit Ooh, your hair... Kev. The smell of smoke comes out. I mean, do, do you remember any smokers bars, Jeff? I do. You're a younger guy. You can't really take the existential dread out of a smokers bar. You know, you can clean it up, but there's going to be no. something intangible there. Yeah. That did just... you? What do you in your in the Midwest? Do they have smokers bars? Yeah, they did. And again, I'm a little young, but I think I grew up in such a conventional picket fence goy family that we probably didn't even really see them. You know, it was. Right. A, I remember on one vacation we had to. My mom pleaded for the family not to sleep in the smoker's hotel room, but oh, it's tough. It is tough. Right? You wake up and you're sick for the rest of your vacation. It's so gross. Um, anyway, I don't know. To each their own. But but anyway. we'll see. It but no, could so be a next great week episode. is going to be. Yeah. No, it's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be good. Anyone like the, the cigarette and the beer? That's beautiful. And of course, if you guys want to tune in, which we highly advise that you do for the Bar Rescue After Show, we go live on Monday afternoons, Kevin and I, and we are just as obsessed with the show as you are. And quickly, guys, I do want to say that this isn't the only show we plug it. The, the uh, only 
show we cover at the network. We cover just about everything that's airing on television. Last night, we aired our debut after show for season two of Succession, which uh, is kind of quietly becoming HBO's new critical darling, nominated for a ton of Emmys. And if you guys like, you know, prestige television, check out that show and check out our after show and anything else we're covering. And what would really help us, guys, if you would hit that subscribe button on this channel right now. Uh, I'm going to wait for you to do it. All right, my finger just showing the how to yeah yes for you podcast listeners uh, we are showing you how to hit the subscribe button and uh, and if you're a, if you're a podcast listener not a YouTube watcher it really really helps us to give us five stars on iTunes guys I've been checking our page and we're waiting for that great review and uh, I will read it on air and I will plug your social media yes because I know yeah, that's currency you know what what's going on with us we we have such an abundance of content mm-hmm. that Apple we we're in touch with Apple and um, you know to produce 150 hours a week as a network it's it's really hard for Apple Podcasts to end before when it was iTunes. It was always so difficult right. to accommodate us. And we've been talking with them, and they're finding you know means in which. So the problem is we don't come up in search engine optimization. Right. Um, so that's why, yeah, it's been challenging. But. But. You're subscribed, so we know you know where to find us. So uh, give us those five stars, and thanks so much for tuning in, guys. This is Yobar Ask You After Show. My name is Jeff Graham, and I thank you so much for joining us. If you want to catch me on Twitter, you can do that at Jeffrey C. Graham, or check out my daily coverage of breaking news in the Bachelor franchise. Oh, yeah, you are Captain Bachelor. Captain Bachelor. We uh, have photos of Ashley I. and Jared H.'s wedding, which is this weekend. Ah, you know, Ashley... Aya Kennedy's been here many she times. She is, yeah. She's a friend of the networks. We love Ashley Aya here. Yeah, um, yeah. And very happy for them. Christina Zias was at the wedding. Oh, really? How did yeah. Christina know them? She, uh, you know, After Buzz helps. After Buzz helps, Kev. You know, and she's been hosting our after show. Oh, for it, Bachelor? Yes. Wow, and they invited her. Yeah. Oh, that's so Pretty cool. cool. Yeah, so that's very happy for her. She'll be on our Paradise After Show tomorrow to spill some inside details. Love it. Love you, it. You should have her do your Bachelor 90 Day with you. It's a great I idea. I mean, ba- your Bachelor Daily news She'd be awesome. show. She's great at prompting. All right, make that happen. Will do. Until then. Kev. Cut. Adam DeGaro. You can uh, check me out on the Tomorrow Show. You and, should. Uh, you should, please, if you could. And um, that's all. That's all, folks. That's all, folks. We're getting out of here. We'll see you next week here on the Bar Rescue After Show. Bye, guys. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.